Hello, hello, Shivam. What's up? How's it going? Hey, Mayank. Good, good. Just uh, planning to take a trip down to India, so just packing up for that. Dude, you always do this to me. You, whenever I ask this question, it's always about a new trip. I'm so, so jealous, but <laughs> also happy summer. for you. It's summer. It's summer, when right? Kids, you when, when your kids, when your kids are in school, summer yeah. is the only time you travel. So. Pretty good. That is true, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our <laughs> kids are still in daycare, so uh, yeah, we are planning for a trip to Vancouver in August. So not bad. Very cool. You know, nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shivam, let's talk about uh, talk about you today. Uh, as an engineering manager at Amazon, what do EMs do at Amazon? Because I've heard something very interesting. The way it works is very different. So I think I can learn a lot about <laughs> from your experience. We haven't spent too much time on this. And also, we can figure out the nuances of uh, EMs across. Plus, what has been your personal experience? What you like and dislike? Because you also work with uh, work with other organizations uh, and your journey. Uh, let's do that. I'm really excited to, to talk about that today. Oh, awesome! I'm always excited to talk about myself. Let's do. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Let's talk about you then, <laughs> as an engineering manager at Amazon. What's next for you? Oh, totally. Yeah, I think this would be uh, a fun conversation. As I, I think my um, some of the best buddies I've had have been in product, right? Because we just work closely so much, and like you know, you, you learn how to interact with them. Let's do this. I'm happy. Okay, to kind cool. Of jump in. Let's start. All right. Let's start with like. Let's start with the preview. Or what is an engineering manager? Like, what do you do, man? Uh, at Amazon and also in general, just to describe that. Yeah. No. It's a good question. Um, so let me take a step back. I think just generally, um, the definition of engineering manager broadly, basically, is uh, a domain-specific manager that focuses on engineering, right? So that knows how to manage um, the development process, that knows how to manage engineering processes, because it's very hard for somebody who has not um, gone through the pipeline, which basically means if you've never been an IC, it's very hard for you to go in and start managing an engineering team because you don't understand how they operate. And so that is why you'll see this across the board in any domain specific uh, field that they prefer managers who come through the pipeline, right? And so you basically have to start as an IC, individual contributor, you start as an engineer and then you walk your way through. That's what I did um, over a decade. You know, uh, in the, my last company, I kind of was a director. Um, I started as a, as a software engineer, walked my way up, and then, um, then I joined Amazon. Here, my title is um, a senior SDM. Now, you know, you could have multiple titles, different companies have different titles, but basically what this means is you're, a, you're one of the senior most managers for engineering um, and, and software development. This mm -hmm. role, especially at Amazon, is a general manager role. It allows you, what it does is it allows you to manage any roles that are attached to the process of software development, which means it would take technical program managers, program managers, um, individual contributors, all the way through from, you know, software engineer one to, you know, senior to principal. It would also allow you to, in some cases, manage product managers and, and a team of product managers, right? And so it's a very kind of cross-functional role. And um, the next 
promotion from here is basically a director, which is again, like a director at Amazon is also cross-functional. A director owns a whole business line in most cases, which includes multiple different uh, senior managers and other ICs who are doing you know, multiple different roles. This is interesting, Shubham. I think uh, one that uh, the EMs I have worked with so far, they're generally handling uh, just the ICs and helping them grow, helping them unblock, managing the larger tech conversations. But it's interesting with Amazon, it's not just about managing the ICs and the team. Um, but beyond that, it's also the technical project managers and so on and so forth. I think it's the largest scope there, which is quite interesting. Cool. I want to rewind a little bit uh, and really want to understand your path towards this. Like, how have you how you come to this destination? Like, what is required to to get to this path? I know you have some very interesting unconventional aspects here as well. So let's start. The the, the first. Um... The first degree that you basically have to take for to kind of come into this conventionally has been computer science. That's where I started, right? You go into an engineering school, you do a four-year engineering degree, and um, that sets you up to basically be a software engineer. Um, I decided to come to U.S. and get my master's. This was back in 2010. And um, so I spent two years finishing up my master's. And then... Where did you go? Once you I know you were on the East where did you go to my master's? I was on the West Coast. I oh, went to USC. Oh, cool. So I got my oh, master's lovely. at USC. Yeah, oh, was, Los Angeles. I was, I, was in LA for, yeah. I was in LA for two years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think after that, um, basically my wife was doing the same thing here with you, right? So like one of us yeah, had yeah, to move. Starting the same so she was up here Columbia. in Columbia. You yes. guys are the same yes. school, right? Yeah. yeah. So one of us has to had to move. So I decided to move. And so now... Um, I have more friends at Columbia than I have at USC. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, uh, it's the opposite for us. Um, My wife moved to the West Coast and we're in San Francisco. So this is the the opposite. Yeah. 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 So that that was basically the start of the journey, right? Like, so I finished my master's in computer science and then I started um, as a software engineer. I worked for like as an intern for a couple of small startups, but Basically, I started with a fintech firm as a, the, the usual role, and they call it across the board, is software engineer one, which is basically the term for a starting software engineer out of college. Any software engineer in most of the tech firms across the board starts at software engineer one gotcha. when they come out of college. So that's where I started, right? It's an IC role. The first year, you basically just learning the trade, right? Like you, you, you get to do small things. You get, you're lucky if you get to fix bugs most of the times, right? If that's all you do. Maybe you'll get some small features here and there, but you're writing code all day in, day out, and uh, just learning how to write code and and how to think about code, right? So, interesting. So I think I think that's a very traditional route. You came for a master's, you did that, and this will be then every podcast. So I don't want to harp too much on this journey now. This is very clear. Yeah. Uh, after that, you go for your MBA. You go to Yale. Uh, what's your thinking? Like, I want to understand more. Like, like tell us more about you, and then the the reason of for doing an MBA. That too from Yale. Uh, it's like one of the best yeah. in the world. Um, yeah, I just want to understand. Like, it's, I'm always curious to know right. that uh, transition. Yeah, so it's interesting. I think like. As, um I'll, I'll also give you a little bit of nuance of like how this happened so yeah when you're growing through the ranks of 
you know software engineer so you basically usually have one two three and then like there are other titles whatever um there is a choice you get to make at some point right and that choice is a very interesting choice because you basically can grow in most companies as an ic or you can move to manager right and it's a very um a lot of people don't understand this but like historically it was always that you could only grow as a manager this in the last 15 years has been broken down most companies now acknowledge that you don't need to be a manager to grow as an engineer you can be keep growing as an engineer you just get more responsibilities as an ic but as as a software engineer two or three you have to make up your mind whether you want to go one track or the other track either you can Correct. go as an ic and you can just become a technical architect or whatever you want to do the other track is the manager track what is very interesting is people don't realize that it's not the same job and that was that's like it hits you once you take on that so i took on the first time i took on the management responsibility of an engineering team was back in 2013 or 14 and it hit me very quickly when this engineering team scaled from 4 to 6 that i didn't code anymore i did not do anything that i was supposed to do as a software engineer and so it was just a new role and i had to basically unlearn and relearn what it means to be in this industry and what i needed to do about my personal role was so it is it is very interesting because um the one other thing you quickly learn is as a manager or as an engineering manager very um you your output in most cases is zero you don't do much right like you're used to doing a lot of coding you're used to doing a lot of like you're checking in files left and right and you see the numbers and you you can tell people i wrote 5000 lines of code as an engineer myself i i don't have that output right and so suddenly mm. you're like going from this like super productive person in your head to like doing nothing except meetings but you have to re- reconfigure yourself is like your role is not to do your role is to help yeah. people do right and help people grow and help find the next leaders and help find the strategy and help tie everything up together and like just step back and let them do their job and like you go and remove their roadblocks so you're not supposed to be in their way so that's a very interesting change that happened um I also but, but look, um, let me add a few thoughts I to that. I just the, feel uh, as I yeah. saw multiple EMs in my journey, you know, you know what I saw like you're so right that that's I mean you're being very introspective that that's how it should be and you know you should remove blockers and all that good stuff. But some people don't do that. They still think their productivity is ma- uh, actually in their mind, in the subconscious or in their conscious mind it's about coding. It's about doing the job they were doing earlier. and it leads to all kinds yeah. of uh, side effects in the team which could be them being very i don't know I, the word is like too micromanage with their their team members it shows up in the health of the team and so on and so forth so i really i really like the way you approach it by the way that you really have to unlearn things unlearn the definition of productivity and uh, but did you get this mentorship when you just move from transition a little bit like okay so this is very cl- good transition right like how do you surround yourself with new set of mentors in this space now because look it's a different kind of different style of yeah. operation different skill and then we'll and we'll come back to the year story after that what happened like yeah. when you did the transition what happened to your mentorship circle and so on and so forth and then also about uh, then come back to year again yeah in it's a this is a good point i think um 
part of the introspection that happened did not necessarily come just from myself right what ended up happening was i i started interacting with leaders that were cross functional leaders right so suddenly when you become an em you're not just talking to engineers or you're not talking to other engineers or other engineering managers you suddenly start talking to product managers marketing managers senior directors director of product right like director of sales or some sales guy and you're starting to kind of open up your horizon and you're looking at well there's more to software development just writing than just writing code right and what are those pieces that happen before and after a, a line mm. of code is written and as you think through that what you what happened to me is like i found some really really good mentors in um some cross functional people who were not engineers and those were the people who helped me the most because they taught me the importance of everything else outside of writing that line of code like how mm-hmm. important it is to do the pre and the post work to that line of code to be able to actually be successful mm-hmm. in the business of software yeah. right and so yeah. that that's just like it opens up so many doors in your head because you suddenly realize yeah, yeah it's it's more than that it's more than just writing yeah. lines of code right yeah so. i think the point of the first step is to understand the why now versus just the how of yeah. it and then you just start focusing on 100% okay what's the year story why why yell why and and the idea yeah so so it's interesting i think uh, as i grew through the ranks right so um basically i i always thought um i liked management and so i wanted to go in that field and i was lucky enough that i got more opportunities over the time and you know i essentially made director pretty quickly like in 8 years and i had a team of 100 people reporting to me and you know when you when you kind of reach there you start asking your question a question in your head it's like well what's next like where do you want to go and like how do you want to do and and most of the people mm. who were reporting into me at that point were all like still engineers right all either engineering managers or engineers and um while i was like going through this introspection i think i realized that you know i wanted to stay like there are a couple of questions i asked myself like what do i want to do over a long term do i want to stay in software do i want to keep doing engineering what else do i want to like how else do i add value right and i think um the answer that i found was i wanted to gain skills to be able to manage cross functional teams because i have figured that to go from the place i was to add more value i have to also kind of expand myself and kind of add more um to what i bring to the table so that i can you know essentially add value to the final customer so not just doing engineering not just doing engineering management but maybe even interacting with project managers with product managers managing that process being able to manage um you know the full cycle of software development end to end can i be a jal manager for end to end products right aws mm. has a lot of roles like that and so that's what prompted it and i realized that there was a gap like a lot of times when you do introspection what is really important is to identify what you don't have right so i knew what i had and i then i realized what i don't have i didn't know how finance work i didn't know how you know um companies actually um operate outside of like software development how does how does marketing work what what does it mean to market a product what how does how do you look at um your competition like i didn't know any of that right now that's not to say that you can't learn all of this like that's 100% like you don't have to go to school to learn this like you can just read it yourself i just felt that 
there were two things that made me choose Yale. One was the structured learning. Like you just cram that up in two years and you have to do it. So you learn a lot in that process, right? Second is you learn more from your peers than from your professors. And so that is why I went to Yale, right? Like you just find these people around you who are just so smart and who are doing so many different things. And now I, I, I'm very fortunate to call a lot of them friends. And I learn every day from them. Like I've, I've you know, graduated from Yale, but I meet them every now and then. And every now and then they'll t tell me about like all the cool things they're doing, how they're doing it, what. And so I'm, I'm growing every day now, right? So this, this kind of circle that I have of mentors, you know, is like pushing me to do more, to learn more. So that's right. kind of the Yale story, maybe. Let me ask a very uh, contrarian question. Uh, as I look at this, like, I don't think Yale or any MBA or, or meeting people outside is about making yourself a good manager or, a, you know, like even for me, like when I go meet people or think about a... Uh, let's say a new course or whatever. It's not about me making a better, making myself a better product manager. It's more about something else that's going on in my mind. Really like it's something orthogonal to my current work. Is there a little bit, is there a part yeah. of you that wants to do something different than being an engineering leader that pushes you to try this podcast or try an MBA or try meet a private equity partner in New York, which you do, which you have told me. So I'm just curious, uh, what's what's that like for you as an engineering leader i understand that traditional yeah. route and everything else you mentioned uh i'm sure the story until now is very similar to a lot of other ems right minus the yale part but there's a, there's a side of you which also wants to explore new areas uh tell me more about that yeah yeah and that's interesting i think so you as you grow through the ranks, right? Um, one of the things you realize very quickly is the only people that survive and thrive for a long time are the one who have the, um, the ability and the grit to reinvent themselves time over time place over place, right? And just constantly like pushing themselves to be like the new them, right? What does that mean? And mm -hmm. what that takes for me is, you know, looking at new things, looking at new things and avenues and just learning and growing. It doesn't have, like the answer to me doesn't have to be, no, I'm not going to be an engineering leader. Like that's not the answer. Like what I'm, what I, what I think the answer for me to be is, is, can I be a better engineering leader if I know more about finance? Can I actually, let's just an example, like let's say I, I did my MBA in finance, right? So mm -hmm. can I be a CTO of a fintech company? Maybe. Can I actually build a fintech app and be a CEO someday? Sure. Like, so like, I'm just saying like, you just open up these horizons, right? Like, so you're not looking at it from a perspective that I don't, I, I think sometimes, you know, when people do new stuff, um, one of the one of the things feedbacks I've heard is like, oh, do you not like your current job? Is why you're looking at something new. I don't see at it like like that. And I've seen like a lot of the the really successful people that I look up to and I've met, like including you sometimes, right? Like my wife, right? I, I, these are like in my current circle, right? Well, you've done yeah. it. I you know you've done it, right? Like you've done it too, right? It's not we like you guys have not reinvented yourself because you didn't like what you did. It was because yeah. you wanted to 
do more because it was always yeah. about finding where you who else can you be what else can you do yeah. like just stretching yourself further and so i think like that's how i look at it essentially i like it. you know why i asked a question because i really really respect and believe in reinventing is a good word obviously uh, but also about cross discipline or you know learning orthogonal skills without thinking about the outcome yeah. uh, a good example i was thinking about like when when you're talking about the story about you know reinventing yourself is i met the cto at plaid i think once i met him uh, jean denis uh, grese i don't know how to say that in a, the french accent but is uh, he's go he goes by jdg uh, check him out he's a cto at plaid plaid is like uh, stripe but for not credit cards but banking like you know the real uh, account checking account that we have he uh did his masters a bachelor's in computer science masters in computer science then jd law jd this uh this law school uh, at harvard law school and then uh he was i think an investor then he became he went to academia and then he's now the cto of uh, one of the hardcore tech companies and he's a lawyer so i think my point is yeah when you talk about think about talking to him the perspective is very different it's not about that all uh, engineers are great it's more about diverse perspectives are great and i actually like that that uh, point of view where uh, we after a point forget we just assume that we can only be good engineers or good lawyers or good uh, musicians but the good ones the great good ones are those who keep evolving the great ones are the ones who actually reinvent themselves in completely new field what's your new reinvention so okay from engineer to uh manager leader uh what's what, what are you pursuing then what's your what's your next milestone that you're focusing on not as a checklist milestone yeah. but what are you thinking of right now what's in your mind yeah it's like um now i feel kill me if i if i answer this question because i just came out of grad school and she's like you're not doing anything else except like taking care of the kids for the now, next couple of years <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no i think i think for me right like um there are two two things that i'm i'm trying to actively do when i take you it'll reflect in some of the books that i'm reading these days right so i am i am i've gotten more deeply interested in um uh, just the world of finance right especially private equity you and me have talked about this right like i really yeah. i i really kind of want to learn i spend like next 3 4 years just learning everything possible about private equity how it works and like how do actually they they fund startups how do startups uh, grow like what is what does it take to be from like a small um mid-size or a small company to a big company what what are the different challenges in, in the process of finance right i understand the software side of it but i think what what my in my head i still have those gaps around the finance and so it's like that's something that i'm super interested in right now um in and that plus the second is uh that i've started really like nailing down and i've, I've you know I have a list of books that i'm going through is the world of strategy and like the world of theoretical strategy not just like the world like you know how we talk about strategies is you know i understand tech so i can put together a tech strategy but like what does it really mean 
to to build a strategy what are the what are the mental models you can use how can you reuse them can you have some frameworks in your head around how to talk about strategy how do you think about competition as i said like how do you think about the market how do you think about placing yourself in the market right and and i think that these two disciplines are what what i really really want to kind of like nail down in the next 3 4 5 years so that that's what i'm focusing on right now i don't know where it's going to take me as as you and i just talked about yeah. i'm not doing it because it's going to take me somewhere i just i think yeah. it's just it hasn't piqued my interest and i'm just like i'm going to love focus it. on this for the next 5 6 years love it love it love it uh there are very few engineering leaders who will give their answer that they want to learn about private equity by the way when i i know when you mean by <laughs> learning it's not about just reading the book you're meeting people from the private equity industry you're meeting the partners of the best and the biggest uh, p firms in the in new york area which you've also inspired me to do that i actually after we met in new york for the drink i have done the same thing i've been meeting some of the p partners just to learn about the space because i think there's so much so much to um, of course learn and do together if you bring your expertise from the technology execution world to the real p world Okay, coming back, coming back, coming back to the career part now. Amazon. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we before we go there, I think the one thing I'll tell you is I think that is also this this insight came to me like pretty recently, maybe two three years ago. But a lot of people like sometimes when they look at roles, they don't realize how um, how uh, shared the 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 common understanding and the day to day of senior roles are like the cto and cmo are almost doing the same things and so that is why it's very easy for somebody who has a good understanding to go from a cfo to a ceo to yeah. like maybe like do other things yeah. because yeah. these some some of these roles are senior level this is yeah. like if you have a director of product for example or a director of engineering they are doing something different there are some parts of their roles are different but like yeah. most of it is the same and so that permeability between those two roles is yeah. very high very very high i also feel you make a good point you also feel someone who has been through all of those roles will be a great holistic product leader because you expect it's very hard to find that by the way unless you are a startup founder who has seen it through and taken yeah. to a unicorn ipo because you do everything uh zuck could be one of them but of course he has been trained by the best in the world as well you know, uh but uh go ahead you know right uh you know right like um the ceo the the way i think nestle or uh, pepsi co and then john john yeah, motors yeah, used yeah. to like basically build up ceos is is exactly what you just said they would have them yeah. do all the c level roles before all they the move to ceo exactly. right they would be like the c yeah. like they they would be like cmo cfo and like it's because they want them to learn what it means to manage the company yeah. so the ceo i actually read a book about uh, which who actually went through this journey is uh, the ceo of coca cola uh, nevile estelle if you read his story it's he has done everything he has gone delivered coke bottles in africa he has lived in i think he's from south africa uh from there he rose to become a manager of operations from there to a senior manager and so on and so forth and then the ceo of coca cola that pulse of that ground level can only happen if you've gone oh. through the grind and you understand lovely lovely story okay moving on to um amazon now and then i uh, will move towards the end of the show uh you've been here for over almost uh, around 2 years now um what's unique like what do you like about the culture there right now as an engineering leader yeah um 
I think this is maybe a little bit of a, you know, common knowledge too, but I'll just repeat it. But I, I personally think that one of the best things about working at Amazon is the the independence of thought that, you know, like being being a part of such a big organization, the fact that I can operate my engineering team with the amount of independence and like with the lack of red tape and the amount of independence that I have in decision-making, it's just like boggles my mind every day. Like the way the, that the company structured top down, the idea of STO, which is single threaded ownership is just distilled in the DNA, which means that and no one else except my manager can in like, in good faith, stop me from doing some things, right? And so like what yeah. that does is that allows me to basically make some big bets that allows me to think big, that allows me to take my engineering team and, and take steps towards things that would make um, our future better, right? Like, and, and experiment a lot more, right? So it, it feels like a small startup when you start operating yeah. like this. So which which is what one of the things that I absolutely love. And I've seen people, so for... For just um, comparison, I've worked at multiple different places and I've worked at mid-sized companies. Also, a lot of times mid-sized companies don't have this much flexibility, right? In independence of thought, like they get, um, they get so bogged down with hierarchy and decision-making and red tape on the top that like you can't make uh, bold decisions, right? But Amazon, man, I just, I absolutely love this part about Amazon. Interesting. Uh, do you also think the the chance of uh, at Amazon the chance of I put it differently the fact that engineering leaders can become overall PNL leaders is very unique to Amazon. That's not there in any other company. In most companies, not any yeah. other, in most companies. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it pays off for them. Right? Look at AWS. Like most of the general managers at AWS have engineering background. How do you think AWS is able to innovate so fast? Because everybody top down understands how tech works. And if, if you're selling tech, you need to know how tech works. And what that also on the other side, flip side allows you to do is to basically keep everybody in your org, org you know, accountable. So I know how tech works. So I, no one can tell me if it cannot or can happen in X number mm -hmm. of ways. I know if it can or cannot. So it's easy for me, right? Like just managing that part of it is easy. I can I can bring better results. And obviously, you don't like it's not to say that you don't need software skills. You don't need like uh sorry, you don't need soft skills. You don't skills. need yeah, um yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. other peripheral skills that we talked about. And that's the reason why, as if you want to grow through the ranks, you have to be cross-functional. You have to learn how to like do you know finance. You have to learn how to like do HR stuff. You have to you know learn a lot of other things. But just generally, I think like if you have an engineering background, it helps. I don't have an engineering background. Can I be a good engineering manager? <laughs> well, I guess I guess you found the next best thing. So, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Look, uh, somebody asked me this question. Um, I was interviewing someone, and then um, I don't know. Some, somehow it came up, and I told them, "Look, anybody in this world can do any job. It's about the six-month transition, unless it's about a real hard skill like a." You know, you're a yeah. doctor doing an operation or a, a, you know, a rocket scientist doing something crazy with uh, mathematics and, and uh, 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 space science. 
uh, I just feel decision making is uh, starts and the leadership starts the day you're born. And we have been adding layers of leadership with everything we do, even with you and me, us raising children, right? Doesn't it teach us <laughs> patience every day? Uh, so I really believe in your uh, philosophy that uh, reinventing us is number one takeaway for me. Reinventing us is important, not marginally, but substantially. Think differently, uh, learn something new, acquire new knowledge. And second is like, uh, most of us can do, at least in this tech world, can do most jobs. And it's more about most us pushing, our, pushing there and really, yeah. really trying it and see how it goes. Bro, great chat today. Uh, love to hear the journey within Amazon for the next part sometime. But it was a good start from how you think, how you've gotten here, what's your philosophy of life. I really appreciate that. Cool. Um, next time, cool. what should we do? Next time. We'll do oh. you. We'll talk about your oh, journey. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's do that. Cool. Thank you, everyone. Until <laughs> then. Uh, bye.